beautiful. Welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark, miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her. Must have been my fault. And this pain, it'll never go away. Until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Hi, beautiful. Welcome back for another episode in a little mini-series that I'm doing here on Beauty Beyond Betrayal about what I've learned from being betrayed. Now, I hope you heard the first one. If you haven't, stop where you are and go to episode 63. It's the one right before this. And I talk about the first three in there. It's really important that you listen to that first before we kind of go on so you can kind of get a foundation. And I'm doing this little mini series just to kind of give you an inside, up close, personal, real, raw truth of what it's like in the healing journey from betrayal trauma. I want for those of you who have just entered into this journey to really be aware of what it's like because there's no sugarcoating here. I want you to have the full truth so you can be prepared the best you can in your own healing journey. So let's jump into it today, okay? So we are on like the fourth one here, okay? So what I've learned from being betrayed, number four, you're going to have days where you take five steps forward and seven steps backward. Yeah, beautiful. I know this is so hard, right? Because you want to continue moving ahead every single day. You want to have an forward motion, an upward motion to where it's all uphill, but that's just not the case. You're going to make some great strides some days and it's going to seem like, man, I just took seven or, seven or five huge steps forward. This is fabulous. And then the next day, maybe you're triggered. Maybe something else happens. Maybe you were dripped a truth or something came aware that was not spoken of earlier and you feel like you've been knocked back seven. When that happens, we have a tendency to say, oh my gosh, I'm not moving forward in my healing journey. Beautiful, that's the farthest thing from the truth. 
it's a part of your healing journey, actually, because it's like a roller coaster ride. Like I said in episode one, it's not linear. It is literally all over the place. And we wish it was, but the truth is it's not. So you need to realize up front that in the midst of this, there are going to be good days and there are going to be hard days. And and I try to stay away from the bad, quote, bad days, because in reality, they're hard days. We don't want to label anything that we're going through as, you know, this is a bad day. Um, and, the, and they're going to be those that don't agree with me. I get it. But I also believe in the power of the, wor- or the words that we speak, the spoken word. You know, the Bible says that there's power in the tongue, power for life and power for death. And that, you know, the words that we speak, they actually have power behind them. And so if we are always saying that we are having a bad day, well, guess what, beautiful? You're going to have a bad day. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. But we can honestly say that we have good days and we have hard days. Let's look at it with a different perspective, a different mindset, that we're going to have hard days days. Healing is hard. It's not easy. That's just truth. So if we call it as it is, it's hard today. This is a hard day for me. It's easier to deal with that, to process it, to work through it than it is to always say that it's absolutely bad. There's something about that little three-letter word that has a lot of negativity accounted with it, associated with it. And so let's kind of get that out of our vocabulary the best we can. And let's look at it as being a very hard day because we're going to be able to process through that better. So five steps forward, seven steps backwards, going to happen sometimes beautiful, but it doesn't mean that you're not healing. Number five is this, triggers are hard, but they are so beneficial. (laughs) Now, I know some of you said, what the heck, Lisa? Beneficial? These triggers suck. Let's just call it as it is. They stink. They're awful. I don't like them. They feel terrible. They make my day hard, right? And they do. However, let me just say this. Triggers are hard. Yes, they are, but they are beneficial. Why? Well, let's look at what triggers are, right? Let's give a little mini course right here, a little mini definition of what triggers are. Triggers are actually signals of something that has been unhealed, okay? They are a signal, they are an indicator light of something that has not been addressed, something that's not been healed. It's kind of like the indicator light on your car. You have a light on there that tells you when the oil pressure is low, when you're low on gas, when the tire pressure is low, when you need to go in for service, right? Those are beneficial because if you didn't notice the indicator lights, what would happen? Eventually, your car is going to quit running. It's going to get sick and it's going to die on the side of the road. Well, the same applies with us. If we have these 
quote, triggers, they're indicator lights that there is something that we have not dealt with yet in regards to the betrayal trauma. There's something underlying. It may be a trigger from hearing her name. I know I was triggered by her name for a very long time. I couldn't even watch my favorite television sitcom series because one of the characters was named her name. And that was an indicator for me that I needed to face this head on. I need to look the truth square in the eye and I needed to deal with this. I needed to process through the feelings. I needed to process through where it was housing itself in my body so that I could begin to process, work through, re-regulate my nervous system and release the trauma so I could heal from it. So triggers can be you know, names, places, sounds, songs. They can be memories. They can be something. You can be driving down the road and pass by a place and it can be a trigger. All of those can. But instead of looking at it as something that is just awful in your life, let's change the perspective, shall we? Let's look at it as that signal, that indicator light that there's something you need to deal with. There's something that is unhealed. There is a feeling that is associated with this trigger. It is housing itself somewhere in your body. And this is something that needs to be faced head on, addressed, so that your nervous system can release this. You can work through it, process it, and heal from it. So triggers are hard, beautiful, but they are beneficial. All right, so the last one that I want to kind of give you today, because I'm doing these in sets of three, just bite-sized chunks so you can kind of process through them. I think it's more beneficial that way. So the third one I want to address today is boundaries. When I've learned this from being betrayed, boundaries are not only healthy, but they are necessary. Okay, they're not only healthy, but they're necessary. You know, boundaries can be looked at from a lot of different perspectives. And for most people, they kind of look at boundaries as too hard to set because they look at them as, well, I'm putting a guardrail or a fence or something, you know, a stop sign in front of other people, the betrayal partner, whatever. I am putting this boundary around them, and they're not going to like it. So it's going to be hard for me to not only set the boundary, but to also implement and keep it and set consequences to go with it, right? Well, let's talk truth about what boundaries are. And we're going to give a little snippet here again today, because this is a whole episode in and of itself, probably a whole mini series teaching for that matter. But boundaries are for you, beautiful They're not for other people, and they're not for your spouse who betrayed you. Your boundaries are for you. You set them in place for your own emotional safety, your physical safety, your financial safety, your spiritual safety, your relational safety. In every area of your life, you can set boundaries to set up safety parameters for yourself. What does that kind of look like? Let me give you a little bit of an example. For me, I had to set a boundary that unfortunately early on in the betrayal process 
of recovery with me and with my husband. Now, I was working on myself, okay? Understand that. But it did have a consequence for my husband. So let me explain. I set a boundary that he had to stop all communication with the affair partner and that if I found out that he had contacted her at all, that I would leave. We would physically separate and he would not have contact with me for quite a while. There were parameters I put in place. The consequence was I would move out. We would physically separate. You would not know where I am. You would not have any contact with me until I deemed it was necessary to contact you. And so I put that boundary in place. Why? I needed this boundary for myself. I had been jerked around. He had been playing this yo-yo back and forth between me and the affair partner And it was re-traumatizing me day in and day out. And I couldn't really start a healing process because I was constantly being re-traumatized. So I set the boundary and lo and behold, what happened? I found out he had contacted her again. They saw each other again. So what did I do? Beautiful. I put my plan in motion and I moved out. I moved into my own apartment. We physically separated. And for three months, he had no clue where I was. And I did not allow him to have contact with me. Did he call me and blow up my phone? Sure, he did. But I didn't answer. I didn't allow the contact. Not until I received notification that he had put himself into counseling. That's when I personally reached out to him to find out what was going on. Now, I still had my boundaries in place. And so there were consequences. Yes, the consequences were his, but the boundary was mine for my own emotional safety, my physical safety, my mental safety, for my mental health. It set a parameter around me that protected me from being re-traumatized from the yo-yo effect of him going back and forth between me and the affair partner. So boundaries are healthy. They are for your good. And they are so, so beneficial. Because one of two things happens when you set up boundaries. Either they are going to respect your boundaries or they're not. And if they're not going to respect your boundaries, that's an indicator that the relationship is not where it needs to be in order to move ahead. And beautiful, let me just also say that Your relationship does not have to be intact for your healing to take place. You've heard me say it time and time again. You do not have to have your your marriage in marriage counseling, him to be in agreement, him to ask for forgiveness, or his decisions to be perfect for your healing to take place. But I will say that boundaries need to be placed in order for your healing to start to move forward. Because if you don't place your boundaries, you're going to continue to be re-traumatized time and time again. And we even traumatize ourselves. It's called self-traumatization. Maybe I made up the word, I don't know. But we do self-sabotage. We do self-traumatize. And that's by not putting boundaries in place by not adhering to them and adhering to the consequences. While it may be hard, 
They are necessary and beneficial for your recovery. So beautiful, that's number two series of this little, or number two episode, I should say, of this little mini series of what I've learned from being betrayed. Stay tuned for episode three, because we're going to also get into some really great ones on that episode. So share this out with a woman that you know needs it. And by all means, leave me a review. This is one of the best ways I know that you're receiving value from this podcast. And it helps us to get in front of more women who need it. So below in the show notes, you can leave me a little speak pipe message where you can, you know, let me know your review that way, voice wise, you can do it anonymously. I would love to highlight you on this episode of the upcoming episodes, I should say. But also leave me a review down below in Apple podcast or wherever you listen, because this really helps us to get the message out more. I appreciate you more than you know, and beautiful I'm cheering you on in your healing journey. Bye for now. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.